Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> and do you remember the name of the show? People to Pieces. There you go. Welcome to another edition of People to Pieces. And joining me is who? Lori Jones. Lori Jones. How are you doing? I am just fine, Mr. Carver. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And so we're going to get into this, this issues of the day today and talk about something that you find very um, um, offensive. And what was that? Well, it's, it's, it's getting really, really bad in terms of what social media is being used for. And it's, it should have been concerning a long time ago, but it's especially concerning now that situations are happening where people are being shamed or bullied or are canceled or whatever without the full information. And the problem is, you know, it's almost like people are trying to become famous by um, doing something to the detriment of somebody else, you know, you know, shaming them, you know, or, or calling them names or, you know, pointing out something that they think they did wrong. It's, it's, it's you know, the saying you, we used to have back in the old days was, you know, having uh, uh, throwing stones when you have a glass house. Mm. Why are people constantly getting in other people's business? You know, and the, the, the thing we're referring to now is the situation with the Waffle House where apparently a woman was holding a baby and she was in the kitchen and someone taped, you know, took a picture and posted it. And then she started getting bashed here and there. I mean, if you you looking on the outside, you're sitting in the restaurant and you see somebody that round plates of food with a baby in a diaper on a hip, what would you think about that? I would think that something's wrong, that that shouldn't be happening. And I probably would, if anything, you know, ask the waiter or the the manager or somebody if I thought it was unsanitary or there was some, if there was some way it was affecting me personally, like I thought maybe the, you know, the woman has dirty hands because she's holding a baby and might get my food, then maybe I would say something. But if it doesn't affect me, then that's the point that I'm trying to make. The point is that everybody is in everybody's business and that's one thing, but then it's another thing to now go using social media to post it so that you can now, you know, go viral, which is, you know, what, what happens in situations like this. And then you do it without any real knowledge as to why the situation was occurring. Well, they're calling her Waffle House Wendy and stuff. And that's interesting is that they came up with a nickname like that for her. But uh, obviously she's a Waffle House worker and she's working uh, a shift. Uh, I think it's a late night shift that she's working on. But so you wanted to make a point or whatever, because obviously the company has the right to suspend her. They have rules and regulations and things of that nature. And I don't know what the situation is, but I think my first reaction, if I saw a woman holding a baby, like I said, my first reaction would have been, you know, does she not have, um, you know, anyone to take care of her child or does she bring her child to work? Or is the, my, my reaction probably would have leaned towards the actual situation of there must have been some sort of situation. I would assume <laughs> that, you know, this is something that is not something that happens all the time. Now, if you came every day and you saw this woman with her baby, then <laughs> you know, you could have something to say. But if you didn't, there's basically two issues. 
One is getting in somebody else's business when it doesn't affect you. Then if you do think it does affect you, whether or not this is a pattern or this is something that you would automatically assume that this just happened on a fluke or this happened for a specific reason or whatever the case is. And, and the problem is if you're not gonna give people the benefit of a doubt when it is not an emergency situation, then that's a problem. Because but as a customer, it's not my job to give them the benefit of the doubt. When you have a situation where you have a child and in, 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 in a COVID experience that we're going through or whatever, we don't know what that child has. A child, children uh, sneezing and burping and throwing up, they're doing all types of stuff all over the place. And it's supposed to be in an environment that's sanitary and stuff. That child is not wearing any head, head net. That child don't have no gloves on it. The child is in a diaper. People have a right to you know make comments about when when you're dealing with their food i mean do you just want anybody to be preparing your food well that's what i understand i understand that situation but what i'm saying is the the use of the internet now the posting of it does what what how does that rectify the situation in any way shape or form if you feared the baby was in any danger you know being around hot stoves or whatever the case is that would have been something that you would have addressed immediately with the manager you know, why is that child over there? If you thought that your food was in danger of being um, contaminated, um, tainted, you know, tainted for some reason, then you would have said, look, I'm not going to eat here with that baby's in. You would have addressed the issue immediately. But the taking it and posting it. For what? I did so you address can get it. I posted it to the Internet. Who weren't there? I did address it. I posted it to the Internet. And, and how does that solve the problem? It solves the problem because the company needs to notice what this policy is not being being followed. And again, wouldn't you want to address that while you're there with a manager or somebody to find? Because if they immediately well, said, how do you to know you, they oh, didn't address it with the manager? How do you know they didn't say anything at all to them? You don't know that. You just sort of you just sort of video. You don't know if they said anything to anybody. You're absolutely correct. And if they did say something to the manager, why are you posting it? You're still not getting back to my point. Yeah, but what, you're, you're assuming, what are you getting out of posting this? You, 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 you're assuming a lot, Jones, and stuff. And a lot of times people will post things that they see online that they think is a, that it is not right. And that's just part of the culture now. That's that's what's acceptable in this culture. That's what makes things happen, makes change. It's like, it's like saying like with um, when you see something that you think is wrong, you shouldn't post it? Of course you would. Well, I would understand posting it if it was something, a situation that you said, I tried to address and nothing happened. Or again, a situation like we've had, unfortunately, in the past with people going into a store and being accused of stealing when they didn't really steal something or people who the police came in and roughed up, you know, when the person just asked for a manager, you know, situations like that, I would understand because you're probably not going to privately be able to rectify the situation. And a lot of stuff is covered up through corporations because of fear of embarrassment or something of that nature. But when you're talking about a situation like the current one, first of all, we, we have to start taking um, a little, I believe we should take, take consideration for people and not things or um, internet fame or anything like that. So my, like I said, my initial reaction with that would have been, Oh, this poor woman can't get childcare. She, why does she have to bring her baby? You know, there was a story. Um, I think it was uh, maybe about two years ago where this young kid, had, um, I think it was a young boy, um, had a child, and he had stopped going to school 
and um, the teacher asked people why, and they told him that the, the, they couldn't get childcare. And so the teacher told him or her, I can't remember which one it was, to come to school. They came to class with the baby. And what the teacher did is the teacher held the baby while he, he was teaching so that the person wasn't distracted and they could take their notes and things of that. And it was just really an admirable situation. But I say that to say that when you look at a situation where a baby is in uh, an environment that they normally should not be, if it's not endangering the child's um, welfare immediately, at that point, I would assume that there is an extenuating circumstance, but maybe that's just me. People looking at it from the other side are going to say, "I'm not really. I don't really care anything about that because this is about what my needs are." But the the big big picture in this, Maurice, in my opinion, is this whole: we want to post everything, we want to tell everybody's business everywhere is a problem. It's it's a it's a cultural problem with the social media, and we're seeing that whether it's bullying or it's cancel culture or it's it's, um, you know, just posting something that you, it's just, I mean, we went from way back when people would post somebody tripping or falling, you know, funny videos or stuff like that, to now doing stuff that is detri detrimental to individuals. Businesses act in their own interest is business. most of the time. And there's a lot of extenuating circumstances for businesses. Why they might've, they might've had a situation where they could lose their, their, um, health rating you exactly. know they could have lost their insurance there could be a lot of reasons why they do what they're doing i'm talking about people why people do what they're doing you know it's it you know, reminded me and this is way back you know reminded me of way back when whitney houston i think it was after her 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 daughter was born and she had gotten pregnant and she miscarried and i remember the media badgered the situation where first she didn't want to say anything and then somebody saw her coming out of a, a you know a doctor's office or something like that and then everybody badgered the situation until she finally had to admit that she had had a miscarriage and the first thing i remember thinking and you know how long ago that was was how is this anybody else's business the first you know, thing i remember thinking was that thinking was that wendy williams told everybody about it anyway yeah, well, you know, I mean, people make their money off of, you know, the, the um, you know, the scoop, you know, whatever the story is. But when I'm looking at the big picture, I'm looking at, first of all, why is why is somebody forced to tell their personal business, you know, whether it's defending or whatever the case is? And why do people need to know? No, you're you know, in the public eye. You, you, you have, what do they say? There's no, there's no such thing as a expectation of privacy once you're in the public eye? Well, I know a lot of people disagree with that because, you know, and, you know, I think people have have won lawsuits now because that was that was the whole idea behind all of those um, those uh, those um, tabloid magazines <laughs> where they're like, oh, we caught so and so sunbathing with their top off or, you know, we all this the stuff that they were like, we're the only one who got it. And, and we fostered that. You know this 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 society fostered it where they're paying people, well, people you know people, you can get ten thousand dollars if you catch the, the the picture no one else has i remember watching something where somebody said you know well, well i have a right to know i have a right to know um and people have that type of mentality now that they think that they have a right to know your personal business if you're a public figure i should know if you had plastic surgery to you know enhance your behind or well, i need to know you know if you 
if you spent you know ten thousand dollars in a strip club and your husband wasn't there with you uh oops that sorry wrong wrong story because gabrielle union told us that she did that yeah well you know there's there's a line in a movie and i can't remember um i think it was finding forrester where sean connery was mentoring um a young brother who was you know a writer and sean connery had become a recluse and you know the the young boy i forgot how they met but the, the, the young boy um, kept coming over to his place to find out more information on, you know, how to write and all this other stuff. And he kept asking Sean Connery questions. And um, his Sean Connery's character was saying, you know, basically saying, okay, if you get in front of somebody that you're trying to gain information from, why wouldn't you ask a question that's pertinent to your life? as opposed to, you know, just trying to find out about my life. And he called it a soup question. And, you know, there's just the way he phrased it was really interesting because the way he, he in, in the future, the way he was able to keep him on track was to say, well, that's a soup question. Because what he said, once he asked him a question that he could prove had an impact on the, the young boy, once he asked Sean Connery a question that he could prove had an impact on his life personally, as to why he was asking it, it made more sense. And that's the point I'm trying to make. You know, when well, it's not your business, why do you want to know? Okay, well, well, let's let's move on to another topic that might be people's business. And this is something that I know is a topic that's dear to you, because we talked about it several times on this on on on, on previous forums where people are missing. And the attention that they deserve is not equal. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's uh that that that's an ongoing thing because I mean it, it it happened way back with the Natalie Holloway situation, and you know, now it's happening with um the Gabby, um, what's her last name? Perito or something of that nature. No, the young girl that was found, um, with the, they're, they're still searching for her. Fiance. Yeah, the, the, the internet, the, the 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 YouTube star. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I mean that that situation has occurred many times, and and you, um, like you said on other forums on Black Men Screaming, you 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 um had a, the interesting story. I can't remember her name either. My Trees Richardson. Yes. You know that situation where. The circumstances were very strange. There's audio or recording of, you know, the, the mother calling the police station to find out what happened, you know, trying to make sure that her daughter is going to be safe, you know, and that she's not going to be released until the following day so that she could pick her up. And then they released her the night before and then she disappeared. That whole situation, there was so much to track and it just winds up being an unsolved case because none of the concentration that's been put on these other situations are put on the situations with women of color. And well, it's, it's a very obvious thing. So it's not even something that people have to, um, people can deny, but it's almost like it doesn't really matter. Well, I think that one of the women, uh, 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 Yolanda Holmes, her daughter was missing for like five days. It would, uh, uh, eventually they were able to find her um, and stuff at the door. I think her name is Tamia uh, James. So they were able to um, to find her. So that at least was good. 
The other uh, mother, I think, is Ebony Berry, and uh, her daughter is still uh, not been found. So they're still, you know, and then they, they came into the press, and, and the, I guess this is why um, people post stuff, you know, and get into people's business is because, you know, when they see something is unfair, why are they posting this image of this YouTube uh, person everywhere and talking about her story consistently, but these young black girls have been missing and no one has said a word about that. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think we, we also have to, again, I think we, we, we've lost sight of certain things that we should protect ourselves with. And one of them is um, open communication um, in situations where other people may be concerned for you. There was recently, just very recently, the thing with um, Kelly Price. I don't know if you heard about it, but Kelly Price had had COVID and she was in the hospital and then she was released. And um, the family member hadn't heard. The hospital, I think, had gone down in, into lockdown. And so no, the family member couldn't really find out anything about what happened to her. And then apparently she was released, but then no one heard from her. So her daughter, I think her daughter first, you know, started reaching out and then she didn't know what what's happening. And then the aunt started reaching out and then they waited a little bit and then they filed a missing persons thing. And, you know, just went out where two family members separately and days apart filed the missing persons because time enough time passed where they didn't know where she was. And then eventually it came out that she said, well, you know, I guess there is some situation with her family where she just wanted to be by herself and she went off on her own and didn't respond to any of the calls or anything of that nature. Turned into a whole big thing in in the media because there's some other factors involved. But the, the point is that people were saying, well, if your daughter's calling, you, you could have at least, you know, t- people can text now. You don't want to talk to somebody, text. You know, they were saying somebody should have said, you know, they were saying she should have said, I'm okay you know, or leave it at that or something like that. So people don't fall into this frenzy and start, you know, using the resources of police stations and all that other stuff to try and find that out. So the problem is when we have situations like the, uh, and I don't know what the circumstances are, because I believe the family asked for their privacy, but when you have situations with the first missing girl that turned up without any incident and any foul play, then you have situations that it's more of, if those are the situations you should be telling somebody, your best friend or you know something, texting or doing something so that we can now point out when they do disregard these, they can't say somebody's crying wolf or well, we remember well, the last time, blah, blah, blah. Well, Ebony Berries is, is the mother of the of I- Imani Coleman, who's 18 years old. And uh, she said that she contacted the police and, it took a week for a detective to follow up with her in, in any earnest because her daughter was 18 years old. And so therefore they, they, she's, she's, she's uh, legal. And, you know, it wasn't a concern for law enforcement as much as it might've been somebody that might've been underage. And that is what their mm-hmm. argument has been, you know, she's grown and, you know, she could be doing other things and just simply not responding back to people. And that's a valid excuse. And the reason I say excuse is because there have been situations where the person is under 18 years old and they haven't gotten, you know, the respect or, you know, the parent hasn't gotten the respect of being treated with the same fervor as what occurred with these these situations like Natalie Holloway or, or um, um, 
Gabby, Pet, what I can't remember her name is escaping me, but you know those situations. And these are these these. This is the reason we have to make sure that we can do whatever we can do. It's, it's Gabby is within Pito. Our control. I think it is. I'm sure it's Gabby Pito, P E T I T O, something like that. Yeah, Petito or something like that. Yeah, but but what I'm saying, the, I think we have to turn towards doing what's in our control. You know, we can't control if there's a police force that doesn't give a certain community more respect or the respect they deserve, because we've been through that. We've been through that with stop and frisk. We've been through that with, you know, um, you know, proper uh, uh, resources allocated to school systems. We've been through that and we know that thus far it hasn't changed. So the things that are in our control is one, making sure that when whatever the circumstances are, that we do and we are fine, that we do notify family members or our friends or somebody, you know, because there could be reasons that person a person runs away from home and they don't want to call their family. I understand. Right. That. And that's but that's exactly the somebody. point I was going to raise, Jones. A lot of some people are saying that you don't know the relationship between the people, but maybe there's a reason why they're not letting people know where they are. That's that's exactly. And that that was the point with Kelly Price, you know, without revealing her, you know, because she chose to be private. She said, you don't know my family dynamics. You know, I just needed to be by myself, whatever. So whatever happened, that's fine. But what I'm saying is that the problem is it's logical that if someone you're expecting to be able to speak to someone or you call somebody and you don't hear from them, it's logical to go through stages. And, you know, it's it's funny, you know, personally, I remember my sister and I, and this is decades ago, we were living together and, um, you know, we're both grown, you know, in our 20s and 30s. And she she stayed out one night and, and you know, at the time she was um, an assistant DA, you know, so she stayed out late one night. Now, I knew she had a boyfriend, you know, and that she could, you know, possibly be at his house. But I remember going through the stages where, you know, like first 11 o'clock, I'm like, how come she isn't here? And this is before cell phones. So, you know, so I'm like, how come she, and she hasn't called, you know, what's what's going on? And then by 12 o'clock, I'm like, well, wait a second, you know, Leslie normally would let me know when she's, you know, when she's home, you know, when she's coming home or she's not coming home. And then I, you know, by two o'clock in the morning, I really, I was like a parent. Is she lying in a ditch? Did something happen to her? You know, you know, cause, cause mm. she used to do stuff that was connected to her job that concerned, I had concern for her. Right. You know, for sometimes for her safety. But the man and then when she came home the next day, let me tell you, I went ballistic. I was like <laughs> a parent. Like, how come you didn't call me? I don't believe, you know, because I spent the night stressing over, you know, it could, you know, it, maybe it's OK. Well, you did that to yourself. Maybe it's not. <laughs> What'd you say? You did that to yourself. I did. I did. But I'm saying the, the whole idea was the common courtesy that is you you could have just called me and said, I'm not coming home, you know, because if I'm expecting you to come home and you don't, you could have said, oh, well, maybe she's going to be looking for me and I'll just give her a quick call and tell her I'm not coming home. That's what I'm saying. So imagine that if that happened over the span of a few hours overnight, imagine someone who's looking for a family member for several days. So, you know, not that it's not putting any blame on anyone, but it's saying that we have to be considerate or we should be considerate of other people's feelings in circumstances where it's pos possible that you're causing unnecessary stress. 
Now, that now, being now, said, now, some, one, one person said, so what if they saw a picture of, of, of somebody that supposedly was missing and they saw them, you know, dancing uh, 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 that night in the strip club? Should they post that? No, I think they should contact the police <laughs> or the family. You know, because again, even if that was the case, and maybe the, what, what if the person wasn't a strip? Now you have that family that goes through all that stress to now have to justify the media that's going to go around saying, oh, but she was just in a strip. It's, it's putting stress on top of stress that's not necessary. And getting back to what I said before, whose business is that? Why do you want to post that? This is not positive news. And posting it is not going to solve any problems. If anything, go to yeah, the, the then now you know club. she's all right. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you don't know she's all right because if she's in a strip club, somebody could be forcing her to be doing that. You know, they're they're, they're young girls who run away from home and are forced into prostitution oh, or sexual slavery. There's a lot of reasons that things could happen. Gabriel Union talked about going to the strip club and enjoying going there and seeing women dance. So you're telling me everything has to be when a woman goes to a strip club, they're going there just to to um to be to be exploited or they get or they can't just go there to enjoy themselves? No, no, that's that's not a that's a separate issue altogether. We're talking about missing individuals. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're talking about a missing in, individual that gets found in a strip club, just like if you found heard about a missing individual that you know somebody starts checking into them with a hotel room, yeah, I think an antenna should be up. And at that point, you should do whatever you can do to help that person, not embarrass that person by posting their stuff on media. Mm. So social media can be used for so much good, you know, but whatever can be used for good can be used for evil. And the, the I just don't get how it doesn't it doesn't um, cross people's mind how much drama, how much more drama they're causing the person doing something that has no bearing on their existence. Well, most people want to have a have a, a social profile and they want people to like them and all of this stuff of that nature. And so, of course, they post stuff online to get attention. Let's be honest about what it, what it is. You want attention. You want likes. You want views. That means that something about that says something about you. And and obviously, you know, nowadays, that's a, there's an economic component to that. I mean, I watched a guy that was... Uh, drinking some type of uh, a drink and it was right on the skateboard and a, it, it was a TikTok video supposedly and it blew up and then all of a sudden now he's on a regular commercial doing that. So mm-hmm. people are looking at it not in the sense that necessarily Jones to be to be um, hurtful or abusive, but people are looking at it with a, hey, that's, if I blow up with a, a video and stuff, I, there'll be some economic in- incentives for me if I get enough people liking this stuff. That's why you got people yeah. doing TikTok dances and all types of stupid stuff. People making TikTok videos talking about they're going to slap men or I don't like men talking to me or all this other stuff like that. All of this stuff out there, people are put put that out there to get attention. And you know this. Yeah, but do you want to do that to somebody else's detriment? You know, if you're dancing, good for you. You know, even some of the women who, you know, dress um, provocatively, they're the OnlyFans, they have... If you're doing that and it's affecting you, it's your business. But I'm saying once you start posting stuff, it is their that business. That's how they make their money. With yeah, well, yeah. And and if money is the end all, then we have a ser- we have a bigger problem than we think. Oh come on, <laughs> there's Jones. a bigger problem than lack of privacy. 
Come on, Jones. Come on, left-leaning Lori. Come on. Come back. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> Come back. Come yeah. back from being lost in space, baby. This is the society that we live in today. People are entertainment whores. And we, we love the, the, the extreme story. We love the negative. Didn't anything t- teach you anything about what happened with the, the, the Facebook uh, whistleblower? What do, they, what do they say? The algorithm uh, promotes, you know, conflict. It promotes, uh, you know, uh, anger. It promotes all these different things. And the more they do that, the more money they make. So, you know, what, why would you be surprised by this? Yeah, well, uh, again, uh, there's a lot of things in our society that have become lucrative that may not be um, to the to the best interest of all parties involved. <laughs> and, and we'll see that over time. But, you know, there's, there's you know, and, and people will post and then people will repost and, you know, and other people will just laugh. And then, and then the whole situation, and then you have mental health issues. So say somebody does something that is is bad behavior and it posts and then it becomes so popular that they're extremely embarrassed and then they commit suicide. We've had situations where um, people are bullied on the internet to the point where young teenagers and younger are committing suicide. Is there no, no, um, no thought process behind maybe we should change no, after there's that? No, th- there's no thought process behind it because it's, only, it's always capitalistic driven. Look at the whole situation that's going on right now. And if you watch the episode from Black Mercy, we discussed it on that. We discussed the issue of the TikTok videos where they're telling kids to go to school and destroy some part of the school, like destroy something and post a video. Or they're telling kids to go to school and slap their teachers and stuff. So those, these are TikTok videos that are posted as thousands of people. Now, you would think, right, if I was a teacher and a, and a student came and slapped me and told me it was a TikTok challenge, 